Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. So today is kind of a continuation of our conversation last week. Last week, Laura shared some books and stories that she's been enjoying. And this week, I'm going to share some of mine. And (laughs) I was trying to narrow it down this morning and having such a hard time. It is okay. (laughs) You know how much I read. So some of these I'm just going to like mention briefly because there's something I want to say about it. And then maybe there'll be others that we can dig into a little bit more. But First off, I just have to say I I read Love Theoretically after your recommendation and loved it, of course. (laughs) It made me so happy. Uh, And I think it's such a great example of like, so the female MC in there, like her um, masking and like people pleasing and all of that was so good and so relatable, but it was so like dialed up to 11. It was like a good example of taking something that's really believable and relatable, but like tuning it up so that it like yes. really comes across on the page and is really engaging um and Hazelwood's books like they just always make me smile they just really do me like too. even <laughs> if I know what's gonna happen even if they're like kind of the same thing all, all the time it just makes me so happy and the other thing I really thought with like I keep coming back to with her is that she's really yeah. good her books almost always have a little bit of a misunderstanding in them and yes. which isn't typically a trope that I like, but I do think she handles it re- pretty well. Um, yes. Often not letting it go on too long, but also like one of the things I think she does really expertly is cueing in the reader that the male character actually has feelings, even though the female character yes. doesn't believe it. And we, we, be- we understand why the female character doesn't believe it. And we, it makes sense that she doesn't, and it's believable. And yet as the reader, it's so clear that like, yes. no, he really does. You know, But it's often complicated, right? Yes, it it yes. has like layers to it where, yeah. especially in this one, it's not so clear cut because yeah. there's something that he's doing that you're like, if you liked her, why would you be doing that? He has a perfectly logical, reasonable yes. explanation for it. And she believes that one, they can't be both true, but they, they yeah. are. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of stuff she just does really well. So well, that was then, very enjoyable. And thank you for that, uh, Rick. The flavors of hers, I think people say that it's the same book over and over again. And I disagree because I think the flavors are each of them unique and different. But it's definitely like she has a she has a thing that she likes doing and she does it so well. Well, it's so interesting to me. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I feel like there is a lot of benefit sometimes to kind of digging into like, this is what I do well. And like, I write characters that are you know, sciencey and whatever. Don't believe that the other person likes them. And, you know, like, and there are a lot of like similarities between her books, but it feels like, it feels like when you go to Starbucks, you can go to Starbucks anywhere in the world and you know, you're going to get the exact same drink and it's going to taste the exact same way. And you know, you like that, you know, so there's something super (laughs) comforting about that. And it might not be the best coffee ever, or like the most unique coffee you've ever tasted or like whatever, but it's predictable. And there's something super enjoyable about that and just comforting about that. And it's, I love that I can pick up one of her books and I just know I'm going to like it. There's no question about it. It's going to be something I enjoy. And and I think there's a lot of benefits to that. I'm super curious because now she's writing a like, yes vampire paranormal thing and I, it's like such a breach from her brand and I'm just really curious how that's 
yeah, I'm just curious about it. I'm excited to read it. <laughs> she though got into fan fiction first. That's how she was picked up. Is actually her I didn't first realize that. love hypothesis was on a O three. Interesting. So she has written <laughs> that type of story long before on fan fiction sites. So okay. I I can't wait. It seemed like. She said someplace that she like lulled us all in. With yeah, it does feel like that. And now she's gonna. <laughs> but I can't wait. I I saw the cover and I'm like, oh, I'm buying that. And yeah, and then oh, her like sure. YA checkmate, you know, like chess book. I'm I am here for that. I'm yeah. I'm pre-ordered yeah. on that. Super excited. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay and then um I'm gonna like group some things and just like okay so these I know we don't like to talk negatively about books but I have to talk about these too because I I I actually think that like what they they lean into what they are in a way that's like so good but also so bad (laughs) so I read um Morning Glory Milking Farm which is very well known in certain circles. So it's um, yeah. CM Nascosta or Nascosta. I don't know how to say her last name. <laughs> this book is so, so ridiculous. And it like tops charts in like monster romances and things all the time. Mm-hmm. But but it, it makes me think a lot. Okay, so this one and then also Unhinged was the other one I read by mm-hmm. um, Vera Valentine, which is a door shifter. And yes, you heard me say that right. He is a door <laughs> has in the door to her apartment I've, I've heard of that <laughs> yes <laughs> both of these are books people are talking about a lot but the reason I want to yes. bring them up is because we've talked about this before that like sometimes the imperfect is almost better like it's what people talk about yeah. how do you get people to talk about your book and I think both of these books do that really well they like lean into the ridiculous in a way yes. that gets people talking about them and they're not like okay so morning glory milking farm is just I have so many things to say about that book. It is not, it's not good. It's not well written. It, there, oh, it definitely needed another edit. There were tons of typos yeah. all over the place. There was like, at one point, a sentence that like stopped just mid-sentence, like mid-pot. And then there was like a parentheses or something. And then like a couple spaces and then a whole new sentence. Like It was like, seriously, like this book needs another edit. Yeah. The, the second act drags but the concept is so ridiculous and funny that I was yes. like laughing my way through the whole first half and I finished it because it was like yeah why not <laughs> that's amazing but I love that and I love your point with that is that it's amazing what a concept can overcome like exactly. it can overcome in terms of writing execution I think yes. that's so wise yes well and it it has just like it's one of those books that stayed with me because of that reason like a concept and a hook can go so much farther than we think and having a really good one makes a huge difference and readers will overlook all kinds of plot problems all kinds of writing problems if it if it has a good plot and and the door one was actually that one was far better written and way more like way better edited it had a much tighter plot there was a very clear like much clearer motivation. Um, it's single point of view from the door's perspective. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like he has a clear motivation. Like, like she just hit all the right things for writing something. Yeah. Like it 
it was kind of great but horrible at the same time I <laughs> love and I totally love cringeworthy that. there were times when I was just like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening <laughs> but even that I'm I'm sorry I'm gonna say it anything that elicits a response like an emotional yes, response yes. even if it is cringe I think does have the ability to stick with you longer so yeah, it does like <laughs> you're going for it, cringe, talking about it lean in yep <laughs> It totally has me thinking like, okay, what is the craziest thing I could come up with? The craziest yes! thing because people read it. <laughs> yes. And how freeing is that, right? Like yeah. how yeah. freeing is that where all of a sudden you can say, what is the craziest thing that just pops mm-hmm. into my head mm-hmm. and then just do it? Like that's yes. amazing. And I, I think it is as an exercise, something that's really, even if you don't ever put it out there, I mean, yeah. if you do, awesome. <laughs> But I think yeah. it's definitely freeing in a way. Absolutely. Because we do have all these rules and like books have to yeah. follow this or that or whatever. And yeah, there's a lot you can we get away from. ourselves so much, like yes. all the time. We get so used to it. It's, yes. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. So totally different note to like cozy um, monster romances that were just like, if you just want something that's like, fun and light and just will make you smile the first one is bane of my existence by Rhea fox and then the second one is nora's kraken by leah miller and both of these are um indie published they're well done like they just were fun to read they were just like ah, yay they made me smile and made of my existence especially like i've connected with her a little bit online and she's awesome and her main character like neurodiverse like kind of um techie or like into coding and that kind of thing and like it just was it just had so many things I enjoyed about it it was very feel good fun switching gears again (laughs) (laughs) yes I love coven okay how do you say so I always want to say coven instead of coven and Brian keeps correcting me and saying it's coven and we looked it up today and apparently it's coven and I feel like an idiot but like it feels like it should be coven coven I don't know anyway well cove and then like like woven like English English is crazy like English does not fall follow any of its own rules and you're like "Ah." coven by Harper L Woods um okay I loved this but also be forewarned like the male MC in this one is not a good guy like this is a villain romance and he like dubious consent for sure like which yeah I did not like but the book had me like so gripped it was just one of those that like I couldn't put down from like the second chapter on I was just like hooked there were great like intrigues like intriguing questions and things going on that I was like oh there's something more to this but I don't know what it is and I'm so intrigued mm-hmm. and I just have to keep flipping pages it was one of those books that like I would set down and keep thinking about yes from the very like from the beginning the female MC has just like super strong clear measurable motivation that we know whether she's going to succeed or not like we can tell um not yes. not like we know if she's going to con- succeed right. or not but we can we can tell if she like, does that make sense. It, what it right. looks like. What does she want something look like? that we know whether she gets it or not? So we yes. can tell whether she's succeeded yes. or not. That um, is so it it's so refreshing to have something that is so clear and so yes. like, yes, I can root for this specific thing. Yes. 
Yes. And we talk about characters needing like a strong motivation or a strong goal. But I think so often when I talk to people, they're like, oh, well, their goal is to like find a family or a place or make a home for themselves. I don't know, like whatever it is, it's something abstract. And we forget that like, there is so much benefit to having a very concrete, measurable goal. And this definitely did and really high stakes. Like she, there was something at risk that she cared about um, that pulled you in right away. And even the dubious consent and like the male MC, like I did, I did not like him, but there was something at the end, like without giving anything away that made him make sense in a way that it was like, okay, he could not have been written any other way. Like he had to be written that way. Um, Anyway, it's dark academia. It's great. Like fall vibes. If you want something for like the season. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, Kind of along those same lines, another example of something with a really strong, Female MC with a clear goal, clear stakes, um, high stakes was September Doves by Emerson Hoyt. This is another, um, I found this one kind of randomly. Like it, she's another indie author that I, I don't even remember how I found her book, but it was one of those that like pulled me in right away. Like it just gripped me from the very beginning. It's sort of a motorcycle club romance, but kind of not too. Like, I, I don't really know honestly how to describe it. Um, <laughs> But it was another great example of like clear motivations and high stakes. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to go. <laughs> no, no, you're doing you're I'm enjoying this. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm giving you like all the, the mood moods for these books yes. because that's really like how I read. <laughs> and I think that's important. I, I think when someone is coming to a book, you may see their the cover over and over again, but even just getting the flavor and the like yeah. this is when you feel like this. Even sometimes like with the book I know is going to grip me, I'm like, I need to wait until I have a week to like dedicate to just like being obsessed with this book. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay. The next one is if you're looking for something ridiculously funny, it's spicy, be forewarned, but um, Pucked by Helena Hunting. And this is my first thing I've read by her. Okay. It's a hockey romance. Hockey romances Mm -hmm. are all over the place. For some reason, I don't see much about this one. Like it just, I don't see anything about it. I've read a handful of other (laughs) hockey romances that um, are more talked about, but this one someone recommended to me and I'm so glad they did because it was like, it was like oddball humor and like just weird, quirky humor. Yay! And it just had me laughing so much. <laughs> like we're talking like nicknames for peens. Like and just nice. like ridiculous, like yes, just ridiculousness. And it just made me smile and made me laugh a lot. The the voice was so unique. Like it was just different than anything else I've read. Like mm-hmm. her word choices and the female characters, like just inner dialogue was just quirky and out there um I love it I definitely recommend it it was very fun <laughs> <laughs> that feels like right up my alley <laughs> I think you would like it actually <laughs> I really do there are a couple things that I like don't want to tell you but I, yes go check it out <laughs> and then last time we talked I talked about Flawless by Elsie Silver and I read the next wow. book in the series Heartless by Elsie Silver I think I liked this one even better. Um, it had just a little more maturity to it. The the male MC in this, like he is <laughs> total buckwired material. Like single dad, yeah. rancher, I don't know, like stoic vibes, but also this mm-hmm. man has a mouth on him, like serious, serious mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. 
the spice of this was like so whew. okay <laughs> if you're looking for a great boy like book boyfriend heartless i will Love say it. that the female mc like her motivations and stakes weren't as great as his and like her voice wasn't quite as great but i still liked her and found her relatable and uh the two of them together were just i just really enjoyed it Okay, I think I'm almost done. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, this one is disturbing. Like this whole stop, it is disturbing. It is sacrilegious. It is um lots of things, but I have to mention it because I also loved it. <laughs> um Priest by uh Serena Simone. Okay. If you like taboo <laughs> romance. <laughs> so I knew what I was getting into this with this book, yeah. and I kind of knew like Okay, I don't think this is going to totally be for me, but I see it around so much. I'm going to check it out and just see. But starting like at the beginning when I started it, I was like, okay, I'm actually way more interested in this than I thought. And I'm kind of like pulled in. The writing was beautiful. The like tension I get, the sexual tension was really, really well done. Uh, And I ended up like asking someone who I knew had read it, like, should I keep reading this? Is it going to totally disturb me? (laughs) Well, I will say that it did disturb me in places, but also yeah. like the the themes in this book were so, so good. Like the theme, there were such strong themes of like grace and um, forgiveness and like confession and just like the, she did a really great job. So like it is a taboo romance. It's a priest and a parishioner. Yeah. Like it, there are <laughs> Places they do things and things they do. Okay. 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 Um, I'm not sure what I think about that. But it also, like, she handled it with so much, like, care and love. Like, it was not anti-religion in any way. And I think Mm -hmm. I expected that some. But there was just so much, like, yeah. Like, it it felt Mm -hmm. clear that she, like, cared and loved for the church, but also, like, recognized brokenness in the church and kind of address that in different ways and the characters both the obstacles to them being together like weren't just about him being a priest like there were layers and layers to those obstacles that were just really interesting and I really loved like how she ended it and wrapped it up like the way that she resolved the conflict it felt like there was space for real growth and like the characters didn't just okay I'm not gonna be like there's just more to it than an easy solution I guess um the solution was complex and messy and it yeah it just I really liked it I really like I feel like in some ways I shouldn't have liked it as much as I did but in other ways I really did like the things that she had to say about the yeah about grace and forgiveness even about sex and like how we think about sex it was just very yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> Can I ask you a very weird question? Yeah. Have you ever watched Fleabag? Um, no. The TV show. Okay, uh-huh. so there's a there's a character on that called Hot Priest. And okay. there's a confessional scene. It's okay. a TV sh- series. Yeah. Maybe more tame. I don't know. Since I haven't read this. But, like, it's amazing how many... I was listening to the actor, actually just this last week so that's why I'm bringing it up talk about that scene and talk about that series and how many people have come up to him and talked about the hot priest and about Mm. the relationship and I think that there's something I do think that there's something that you know we don't always read the things that we necessarily would act on and I do think that there's something to be looked at and explored in those things that are taboo 
yeah and that feel a little uncomfortable to even like dig in with why and yes and dig in with what it says about ourselves and what it also says when we do them and yeah. I, I I'd be intrigued to also see if hot priest like a priest came out before hot priest uh-huh. or after that oh, would yeah. be really interesting to see how they possibly interact with really. each other yeah yeah and I think that's really fascinating I think that's a great point though that like I felt like this book left me with a lot to think about and it just like yeah. stayed with me in a way it's it is like it's the spiciest book I've ever read um like mm-hmm. the most graphic the most like there's a lot yeah. of spice in this book there is yeah. not a lot of plot there's a lot of interiority a lot of inner conflict yeah. a lot of spice a lot of like inner growth and character arcs um mm-hmm. definitely character driven but yeah, it stayed with me. There was just mm-hmm. things in it that I like keep thinking about and keep coming back to. And there were certain lines and things that just like, yeah, that just resonated. So yeah, I do. I do kind of recommend it <laughs> <laughs> as much as I like recommend it with a copy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like not for everyone. Very big asterisk. <laughs> yes. Check no in with yourself. You. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And, and I think that's that important thing of, there are and sometimes books are for you for a time and sometimes yeah. books are for you like at a certain space in your life and i i love that okay um one more uh james scott bell's power up your fiction you know how much i love him and yeah. this one is the like subtitle is 125 tips and techniques for next level writing and it feels in some ways like a summary of some of his other books but also a summary like basically what he says at the beginning of this is that it is his journals like his so as he read other people's books on writing and like heard advice and went to conferences and other things like he would jot down notes and like things that he learned from that and so this is like a combo like a the culmination of that like him kind of taking all those notes and like things he's learned from other people and quotes and things from other people but also like putting his own spin on it and like including some of his thoughts from other books and it's it was a really nice like um overview I think like it it just was I enjoyed it I thought it was helpful and kind of like short quick chapters quick little advice that you can like take as you need it or like kind of just I kind of just picked it up and put it down and like just it was just great. I, I enjoyed it. But you know, I love him. I, I love that, though. Like, can can we say how we may hear things more than once in craft books? Yes. But I love hearing how someone else views it. Yes. And I love hearing the same person talk about it in a slightly different way. Because yeah, what we forget is things have nuance and layers. Like a concept isn't just a concept. Like mm. It's not like you've heard it once and it's like, great, it's now yeah. a part of me. It's so good to hear things in new ways. And even in like those potent, yes, saturated, let's get this down to like one, one page or like one yeah. small chapter. Often that can be interesting in a different way than the one that's more in depth Ex- yeah yeah <laughs> like going through and explaining it in more detail and it can give you leave you with different things yeah I, I agree that. and it, I think we just need those reminders too yeah okay yeah. I have one more that I forgot about <laughs> I think I just have to mention this one because it's another like 
it's a little bit of like a combination of some of these like it's a very st- it. strong um <laughs> female mc but it's kind of funny definitely quirky and weird okay golden by shannon mayer and th- this book okay here's how i'm going to describe this book <laughs> this book is like greek drama like greek oh. family drama meets norse mythology meets little mermaid meets what is that movie milo and stitch do you know what i'm talking not milo and stitch um yeah. do you know what i'm talking about the cat and dog movie from like way long time ago with these cat and this cat and the dog that we like go on an adventure oh my grandma loved this movie why can't i think of i don't think i'm i don't think that's the title it's not is it homeward bound no but but it has a little bit of those vibes too (laughs) like okay it is the oddest combination of things like the weirdest combination of books oh and throw in a little bit of like uh werewolf from like werewolf romance in there and a little faded mates Milo yeah. Notice. Yes, that one. That one. Milo yes. Notice. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. So, like, just saying that, it makes me laugh because it's like, this is the weirdest combination of things ever. And it is. It's like the weirdest thing ever. But it works. And she, like, masterfully like wove all these things together and i was like oh it's like little mermaid now oh wait we're having great drama now oh this is like that's like my venn diagram though like everything you just said i'm like i do and that was why i was like oh i can't forget to write this one (laughs) i will say i picked it up because it was in the like top the top five or top ten and in um and either romanticy or some romantic fantasy or something like that on Amazon, yeah. like one of those ca- categories. I will say, like this is not. I wouldn't call it a romanticy, but I don't even know what to call it. Like there is, <laughs> there is lust in it, but there's not really romance in it. There is a faded maids thing in it, but it's like I don't want to give anything away. But it's like, yeah. it's like a weird, yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, weirdest book I really enjoyed it it like the first chapter was tons of like info dumping and I was like am I gonna stick with this but it was interesting info dumping so I was like okay I'll keep going and see what else and then I like got really like more sucked in in the second chapter and then there was definitely a point like maybe around the like 30 percent mark where I almost dnf'd it again because I was like I don't want to give it away but I guess I already said like cat dog thing so the main character gets turned into a dog like a literal golden retriever kind of dog oh and i was like this isn't i don't want to read about it dog. i want romantic fantasy you know i almost did have to then but the, it like resolved sort of resolved a little bit. i was like all right i'll keep reading it just and in the end i loved it like i just i i went straight nice. on to the second book in the series i was super frustrated that the third book isn't out um yeah it was a that weird a book sign. But I, I, I still go it. for it. It's very much a Laura book. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is that when you said turned into a dog, I talked about this anime like several episodes back called Susume, where the guy is turned into That's a right. three-legged chair. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm here there for you it. <laughs> All right, so that's the quick summary of some of what I've read recently. Love <laughs> you it. have all kinds of different recommendations for all kinds of different moods. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week talking about musicals and <laughs> different things. 
All right. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a comment and let us know. Come find us on Instagram and connect with us more personally. And we hope that you keep reading all kinds of different things and keep writing all kinds of crazy ideas and keep putting your work out into the world.